It's a half hour nerd. I'm Joe. I'm George. Today on the half hour nerd, all the nerd in a fraction of the time. Yeah, we're going to talk about my probably second to least favorite Gundam series. Which series? Eighth MS team. I have no clue what that is. Did you say HMS? Eighth. Zero eight T H eighth. Like eighth. the eighth. Eighth MS, MS, which is Mobile Suit Team. Team. What about the first seven? Uh, they're in there, kinda. Okay. okay. Well, I'm gonna learn something. Yeah, hopefully. Or zone out. <laughs> it's just gonna take too long. Big fat box. I feel special and somewhat honored. All right, the timer starts now. Go, 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 Gundam, Gundam, go! I don't know why I jumped. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I was trying to get the energy up. All right, 8th MS team. It is a... 8th. 8th <laughs> MS team. I'm going to clarify. Mobile Suit Gundam, the 8th MS team, uh, is, is an OVA, not a series. What's OVA? An OVA is Original Video Animation. Um, so typically what happens is they will release one episode... Um, at a time over a long period. So it's not like any normal, regular re- release schedule. Um, so. Are they longer episodes? Uh, modern ones are. This one was not. They okay. were still 30 minutes each. But but they could take their sweet time the, doing it, basically. For, yeah. So the writing and the production quality for the time, top notch. Um, so the original air date in Japan was January 25th, 1996. Ended July 25th, 1999. Oh, wow. For 12 episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was it was a long period. Um, released in America in uh, July of 2001. Um, aired on Toonami. Um, also, I believe, aired on the Midnight Run um, with the swear words and whatnot. Okay, yeah. Uh, the original airing on Cartoon Network and uh, Toonami, they cut the last episode because it was just fucking weird <laughs> and didn't really conclude anything. I mean, I, it did, but it just didn't quite work out. So, um, uh, produced by Sunrise, uh, director was Takeyuki Kana- K- Kanda. I'm, I can't... Tapioca pudding? Yeah, exactly. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're calling him from now on. Is and, that racist? I think it might be. And Umano Suke Edamami? Ida. I can't pronounce all these Japanese Edamami names. Edamami Saki? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I promise I'm not racist. People's names. That You're just such a dick. Well, do you know, you know that, not to get off topic, the black actor that's in like Blood Diamond and he's yeah. in the first Guardians? Yeah. I call him Digimon Mustard. <laughs> It's like Digimon Natsu or whatever. I call him Digimon Natsu. God, you're racist. No, it's just when they're weird names. I mean, I call Benedict Cumberbatch Benedict Cumberbun. What a racist. Yeah, I'm racist <laughs> towards white people. White people are the worst, right? Well, kind Fucking of. white people. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 8th uh, MS Team takes place during... 
Stop. <laughs> eighth, eighth MS team takes place during the original series. Okay. The Mobile um, Suit Gundam. Mobile Suit Gundam, which there are two parts of our podcast. Go back and listen to them. Um, and so it starts off with our main character. I Sorry, not to interrupt. I forgot. Are all the Gundams in the same universe? No. Remember that other episode of our well, podcast? I, I, I know. I know. I know there's some weird ones with like the toys and everything, but like Gundam Wing. In Different the, universe. Okay. There are so all right. I, th- I thought I remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so just wanted. Many. I just wanted. No, so this fine. is in the the prime universe century with yeah. with Mobile Suit Gundam. Right. Same time. It takes place during the same war. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, so our main character Shiro Armada is being um, shunted from one of the space colonies to Earth so that he can become uh, the commander of the Eighth MS team in Southeast Asia. On the way there, stop it. I didn't say it. <laughs> you were thinking it. I had the look. Um, on the. <laughs> On the way there, um, the shuttlecraft transport um, comes across a small skirmish that's heading out, going on in space. And uh, Xeon, the, the enemy forces, are testing a new mobile suit uh, for space combat. And um, so this new mobile suit is fighting off a gym, which is a mass-produced Federation unit. Um, and Shiro's like, we gotta go out and help the Federation pilot. All they have is a ball on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch Game Grumps, guys. Yeah. Uh, Game Grumps uh, Battle Assault 2. Yeah. Uh, it's a one-off. It's great. It's like it's 15 great. minutes. It's, it's great. fantastic. It's anyway, great. so they have a ball. It's great. Which is literally just a, a ball pod. Best gun them. With these two... Best like, mobile scenes, sorry. Yeah. With these two stick arms and like these tiny little machine guns. Yeah, they're like T Rex arms. You can't see. We're T Rexing right now. Um, yeah, so he goes out in the ball to fight off this. Uh, <laughs> this uh, to beat off. To yeah, he goes out in the ball to fight off the enemy mobile suit. To beat off the enemy mobile suit. Yeah, All right. Right, I got okay. you. I got you. It's funny that you mentioned that. We'll get to that in a minute. So, long story short, he. And the enemy mobile suit uh, get entangled, and they decide that they're, that they're during a battle they're about to blow up. So both pilots, Shiro and the enemy pilot, come out of their cockpits, and they're holding guns at each other. And the enemy pilot is a woman. So what a twist! What a twist! So uh, there's an explosion, and they end up uh, in space, stranded together. Um, there's a bit of a gunfight in space in, in this wreckage until they finally decide, okay, we have to work together to survive and we're going to get lost and die. Um, so it's like gravity. Kind of. I never saw that. I never knew. It looked no. awful. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's the first episode. Um, they do get rescued, whatever. Next, The rest of the series is all on Earth, not in space. Um, so Shiro uh, ends up with uh, this group of just just people, just like dudes, the 8th MS team. Uh, so it's Shiro as the commander, and Elidor is the communications officer. He um, is a wannabe rock star, uh, just like a young kid. He's wrote a song. Um, later on in the series, he gets picked up and it's put on the radio, and he's super happy and excited about that. Um, he also is working with uh, Karen Joshua, which is this um, badass woman who has seen too much war, 
uh, her husband died, all this other shit. Uh, Terry Sanders is, um, he was the gym pilot in the first episode that was rescued. How is this spelled? Which? Jim. Jim. GM. It's literally just GM. Okay, so it's not like Jim from The Office. Right, okay. right. Because that's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing him piloting he is, Jim yeah. Alpert. Pretty and, much. And the mobile suit just keeps looking at the camera smugly. That's exactly okay. what a gym is. <laughs> I just wanted it's to clarify. It's like you've seen it. Um, <laughs> Quit Jim and Mikel. Uh, and then um, Mikel, which is, um, he's like fresh out of the academy, like super green, terrified of dying, and he's constantly writing love letters to his girlfriend back home in the colonies. So... The series is, is I'm not going to go over all the plot points because I, I could, I'd be here for an hour and we only have half. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the one Gundam series that is um, really, well, it was the first Gundam series that was really about um, grunts like in the jungle running around fighting an actual war. There's no new type superpowers. Um, there's only one super weapon and it's kind of scientifically explained um, there's a lot of the politics and stuff of like the big war um, doesn't really get touched upon it's, it's a very isolated incident side story um, and it's really are you recording me? <laughs> it looks like you're recording me my video <laughs> fine uh, so you're distracting the fuck out of me. That's what you're doing. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's that's the the team of the, the the mobile suit team. On the opposite side, on the Xeon side, we've got um, Ina Sahalin, which is the test pilot of the Zaku in the first episode. Her brother Gineas is like this genius, evil, mad scientist engineer who has like this mental disorder, and he's just fucking insane unless he's taking his medication. Um, Usually, then we have Norris Packard. Um, he is uh, uh, a mobile suit pilot and commander. Um, he's also sort of like Ina's bodyguard. Um, probably one of my f most favorite Xeon characters of all time. I don't know what you're doing. It's supposed to make noise. <laughs> it totally made noise. Um, and so that's like your your core Xeon um, characters. Then we have gorillas, um, just civilians that live in the jungle area. In episode two, uh, Shiro gets stranded in the jungle after a skirmish with some enemy Zakus. And he's uh, trying to find his way back to the base. Hops out of his mobile suit because it's sweltering hot. And uh, he's just going through the jungle trying to find some water. And uh, he stumbles upon this little... This little Oasis, I guess. That oasis is in a desert. I don't know what you'd call it in a jungle. But Two there's... days is going to be the day that it bring it on back to you. Yes. Uh, there's a, oasis. There's a, 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 like a pond with some running water. And he you know, takes a bath and he's getting himself cleaned up. And uh, then he notices that there is a girl swimming around naked. And that was, that was the first time I ever saw anime boobies. Ooh. They went, they went balls of the wall. They did. That was only on the midnight run. They showed it? Uh, or was it like slightly you know edited? Actually, they... no. Now I remember. They edited like this red top over her. Okay, because I remember there was... Oh, 
Maybe it was Tenchi Muyo. Oh, yeah, okay. Where I know that the original showed boobies. Yeah. But on the Midnight Run stuff that was a little, yeah. you know, quote-unquote uncensored, they still showed the scene, but they had some animation over it. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, I, so I wouldn't be surprised. But then, like, during the tsunami, they would have just cut that scene. Yeah. Or done something way different. Yeah, yeah. Um, they showed a little bit more skin on the Midnight Run, but it wasn't yes. necessarily titties. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I got the DVD shortly after the theory, so... The yeah, fun word. Definitely saw some... Definitely saw some anime titties. Titties. <laughs> um... Anyway, uh, her name was, and now I'm blanking on it, uh, Kiki. Uh, she's a minor, of course, because it's anime. It's anime. Of course, the titties have to be a minor. Oh, Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and her her uh, her father runs like this guerrilla group of uh, rebels trying to. Oh, Gu. What Gu? Right. <laughs> I got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George, pay attention. I am. I know. I'm asking I questions. Know. I'm engaging. <laughs> and I um, stopped asking you if you were saying eighth. Was I not pronouncing that? Probably? No, you are. Okay. Just, just it sounds like HMS. Okay. That's, which is an acronym that gets used for things. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now I'm confusing myself. Anyway. Gorillas. Gorillas. Fuck, George. Um. I'm not trying to distract you. I you really, promise. You really got me all fucked up. <laughs> I'm just trying to contribute. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. I really did. Gorillas. Gorillas. <laughs> all right. So. Uh... <laughs> I can't fucking do this right this now. This is falling apart. <laughs> it's falling apart. You got 17 minutes to get back on track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sorry I got excited for gorillas. <laughs> All right, I'm changing the subject so I can move on to something else. No, so her dad was in... Uh, the girl that was naked, her dad was had this group of gorilla rebels. Yeah. That's where we were. Yeah. You know, I had this whole outline in my, in my head, and every time you interject with a shitty joke, I just get derailed. You're laughing. It's not that shitty. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> 16 and a half minutes. <laughs> Fuck. This is not my intention. I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, hold on. Let me ask me something about the show, like for real, so I can get back on track. So they were gorillas against the Zeon. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the Kojima Battalion, the Federation Battalion, that's there that Shiro is part of. Um, they've been having trouble with these gorillas like the whole time they've been there. Because uh, they interfere with military operations on both sides. Uh, just because they're trying to live. They're just... What? Why are you laughing? I'm trying not to interject because all I can see is a bunch of gorillas yeah. jumping on mobile suits and trying yes. to tear their arms well, all right. off. So have, all have you seen Batman Ninja? No, not yet. Oh, Alright, never mind. Then. Never mind. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I'm just picturing gorillas. Like attacking uh, civilians. People. Okay, but so like, these civilians really well in organized the gorillas. They are very well organized gorillas. So these fucking civilians who are living in the jungle are, are messing with operations on both sides. So fuck. Okay. The gorillas are in the jungle. Yeah. So the 
The eighth team <laughs> are assigned a mission to fucking attack a base that's up on up over a ridge, and they're trying to get past. The ridge is like covered in pillboxes, which are not actual pillboxes. I wasn't even gonna make a joke about that. <laughs> they're structures they're, that you can shoot out of, but they're really hard to shoot into. Yes, exactly. Normally cement, circle shaped. There you go. Precisely. I play Call of Duty. <laughs> All right. So, Shiro devises a plan. He's going to take his mobile suit around the ridge and attack from the from behind enemy lines. In the meanwhile, the, uh, the two other pilots, which is Karen and uh, Sanders, are going to hold off uh, until they set a time to meet or whatever. What, what rank was Sanders? Sanders is... Petty officer? Okay, so it's before he's colonel. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, George. <laughs> he does have some killer fucking fried chicken. Though. Yeah, that's why I, I know. <laughs> anyway, so Sanders and Karen are going to make a frontal, frontal attack while Shiro goes around the ridge. Takes the rear. <laughs> takes the rear, right. Anyway, Shiro gets stopped by the civilians. The civilian gorillas? Yeah. Okay. And I'm done making the jokes and stuff breaking I you. I can't. I'm stuck. I'm broke. I am broke. This fucking isn't airing. It is. I know. That's the worst part. 13 and a half minutes. Uh, I can't wait till you pick something you really want to talk about. Good. That's what I want. Okay. So, Shiro gets stopped by the gorillas. And has to work out a brokerage deal with them so he can actually get behind enemy lines, finish the operation. And he does. From that point forward, uh, the Kiki basically follows Shiro around everywhere. Like, in his mobile suit, in the cockpit, riding with him. And it's kind of fucking awkward. Because there's not enough room in a cockpit for a pilot normally by himself. And somehow she's, like, always behind his seat, which is built into the wall, which I don't understand. Um... So, the the series... Cartoon logic. Cartoon logic. Uh, so, the series is, like I said, it takes place during the original series. And it starts, like, from... If you're taking the timeline of the original series, uh, 8th MS Team starts at about episode 10. And goes all the way through the end of the series, which is episode 43. Um, so, 12 episodes spanning almost an entire year. Uh, the... So, Shiro and Aina, of course, in the first episode, they make this uh, incredible bond just having to survive in space. Of course, you know they're going to run into each other again because it's fucking the Romeo and Juliet of the Gundam universe. Um, so, Shiro and the team, are they're out in the desert. They're trying to track down yet another uh, prototype enemy weapon. And, of course, it's piloted by Aina, of course. Um, and so Shiro and the team have this great plan. They're going to run the enemy down this canyon, uh, in the desert, and they're going to trap it and hopefully capture the pilot and the machine. They're trying to capture it, of course, without destroying it because it's a prototype. It's new technology. Um, of course the plan goes awry. Plans never go 
well in an anime. I hate that word. What? Awry. Awry? I it's one of those words, it doesn't matter how many times I hear it said, when it's written down on a piece of paper, I read it as Ari. And I know it's wrong, but I can't help it. That's why I never write it, I only say it. Yeah, no, and it's, but then when I go to say it, I have to think about it. Because I know it's Ari, but I hear it as Ari. Oh, it's weird. Okay. I hate that word. Alright, so this is kind of where the, the story takes a major turn. Like, it, it's it's just this ragtag team up until this point. Um, Shiro's uh, Gundam gets trapped on the mobile armor that's this this uh, test machine. Um, and the engines blow up and they get thrown off into... over the horizon. Like, into the mountains. Um, so... Shiro and Aina are stranded together again uh, in, I believe it's the Himalayans, whatever mountain ranges in Southeast Africa, Southeast Asia. Yeah. It's Himalayans? Yeah. I don't know. Pretty sure. It's snowy. Um, it's mountains. It's mountains. Uh, and they have to survive the cold until they're rescued. One of the coolest scenes in this in this show is when um, Shiro comes, with this, it comes up with this ingenious idea use the beam saber to create a hot spring turns the intensity way down dumps it in the snow creates like this molten like like because there's rock of course underneath the snow like this molten fiery thing but then all the snow starts melting and it cools off and it becomes this hot spring so they take a bath he makes a hot tub in the mountains he makes for a hot him tub. and his underage friend exactly no not the underage one oh, okay. I mean, it's not the underage that's kiki, kiki oh right 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 sorry no, that's alright, you're not paying attention, you're just making jokes. I was paying attention. I remembered she was underage and it was creepy. It was. I just assumed she was hiding behind his chair. Huh. She wasn't in that scene. Where yeah, was she? Maybe she was. She was hiding. I don't remember where she was during that battle. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So Aina and Shiro have like this romantic connection, of course. And Shiro is like recounting how much he hates Zeon because his his colony side two was gassed. Um, so the colonies in, in in Gundam they're like big giant cans in space. Well, Zeon broke in and gassed the colony, killed everyone inside. Um, That's a dick move. It is very dick move. Ina um, comes to this conclusion that she doesn't want to be what she calls like a puppet for her brother, testing all of his crazy machines. She doesn't want to live that life anymore. And they realize that they're just kind of both done with the fucking war. And they're done with the bureaucracy. They're done with the politics. They just want to live in peace. So, after that, and they get rescued, Shiro goes on trial. Which is actually covered in uh, a movie. Which is basically just a bunch of clips from the show. And then there's a few little new scenes with um, the investigator. Her name is Miller. Uh, and... Basically, Shiro goes before a court-martial, and he's asked, point-blank, do you think you can still fire upon the enemy, even though you have this connection to this enemy pilot? And Shiro kind of has to come to grips with the fact that he is in the military, he's in a war, he's going to have to shoot at people and kill people. So, he says yes, and they put him back on the battlefield. Um, he's suspended for a while, whatever. Um, military bullshit. Military bullshit. Uh, so, 
they go further on, on some more operations. Uh, one of them is to uh, rescue the gorilla village. You got this smirk. It's funny because we were talking about Planet of the Apes earlier. Oh. And I just feel like it's. And I'm funny. adding an episode on to this session. <laughs> I just looked up all the pertinent information while you were talking. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, was Harambe there? No. God damn it. <laughs> that was what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Shiro um, and his team, they, they're. They're they're in hiding. They're or not in hiding. They're uh, away from the village, waiting for this Xeon force to come through. So this team of, and they're only in this one episode. Team of uh, Zaku's this enemy Federation or enemy Xeon mobile suits are coming through this uh, this valley, stumble upon this village, and all they want to do is get some food and some water or whatever so they can carry on their way. Well. Some shit hits the fan when um, the gorillas get nervous and fire on the, the Zakus. So, of course, they react, and there's this big battle destroying this village, and Shiro runs in, and he finally has to decide that, yes, he can kill someone. So he ends up fucking rescuing the village by killing someone. Um, You're staring at me, George. I'm listening intently. All right, all right, all right, all right. I actually don't know why you don't like this one as much. Why? why don't it sounds know. interesting as fuck. It's it's all right. It's like I said. It's. I like the short format. It's. I think that's what's drawing me to it. Yeah, in the the character development is good, especially with such a short series. Um, the final the final, uh, well, not the final two episodes. The episode ten and eleven. It's a two-parter. Um, has one of the greatest hand-drawn battle scenes of any Gundam series between uh, Shiro and Norris Packard, who pilots um, a goof that's customized. It has a giant Gatling gun on its shield, much akin to like heavy arms, um, and uh, it takes place in a, like this busted-out city. And uh, so they've they've got these gun tanks, which are, it's just a fucking giant tank tread system with uh, a body on top that has guns for hands and giant cannons. We talked about that once. Like yes. the X-Men villain. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there's they're trying to keep these three gun tanks uh, intact for a major assault they're going to be doing. And so the 8th team has been assigned to protect the tanks. Uh, a Zaku and a Dom uh, which is like a hovering mobile suit uh, with a giant bazooka normally um, from the Xeon forces come into the city and they're trying to take out the tanks and they get wiped out pretty easily. Here comes Norris in his goof which is like this high speed land mobile suit it just runs very quickly um, doesn't have doesn't hover or anything uh, and he's just he's really adept at piloting this thing he is an ace he has a giant sword and this Gatlin cannon and one by one, he takes out these tanks. And Shiro, in this desperate attempt to to fight off this goof, he does this really stupid move, but it's animated really well. And they even mentioned in the series, like in the moment, that it was a stupid move. Um, he rockets up into the air to get a better vantage point with his machine gun. And then he has these brackets on his backpack that hold, like, 
giant canisters so he can bring guns and shit with him into the battlefield. The brackets pop out, he implants them into this giant water tower, and he uses that to slow his descent. And like there's rubble flying everywhere, and he's firing his machine gun, but because of like the shaking of the mobile suit, he doesn't get a fucking hit at all on the goof, and it just stands there like that was an impressive move, but ultimately useless. And then uh, Goof takes his giant sword and just starts wailing on him. And uh, you kind of think that he's going to die for a moment. And then uh, the Goof, he has this uh, like heat whip thing, shoots it out, and he uh, disables the cockpit of Shiro's mobile suit. You're staring at me like you're so I, bored. No, I'm really into this. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you're, um, you're mistaking my earlier sarcasm am, for current sarcasm. It's stuck in my head now. <laughs> all right, so uh, Shiro's mobile suit is disabled in a last-minute ditch to, to just get shit done. He After he rewires his entire cockpit system in like five minutes... Uh, he he rips off the disabled arm of his mobile suit and starts beating the goof with it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What? He just, he in like this fit of rage. It's like something out of a Monty like, Python he's sketch. He's screaming about how he's quitting the military, he's done with his bullshit, he rips his own arm off of his mobile suit, starts beating the goof, and then he says, I'm going to marry Ina. And Norris recognizes the voice. It's like, oh, I've been fighting you in this this jungle like for months now and you're the guy that Ina's in love with so it all kind of like clicks together at once and then so Norris decides that this is the this is the battle he's gonna die in um I'm not gonna spoil the ending of that battle because it's pretty epic and everyone should watch it um Shiro ends up uh running off to fight shit how does that happen Ina shows up with her brother in the latest rendition of his test machine um, it is humongous it's like the size of a Chicago city block really super long huge it's got a giant cannon and he fires this machine this giant cannon a pinpoint beam and like draws a line across the entire territory It's a blazing orange fiery line and he's basically daring the Federation, come at me, bro. So the Federation's like, we're going to nuke him. We're going to just fucking destroy this motherfucker. And nukes have been banned by the treaty, all mm. this other shit, political drama. Um, and Ina is sitting there, and she's like trying to talk her brother out of being fucking nuts. Because he <coughs> wants to just fucking destroy everything. Um... Ina fails, of course, at talking him out of destroying the world. And uh, he fires a, the, the giant cannon at full strength. And you see the mountain, the base that the Federation has that's like built into this mountain. A giant fucking hole all the way through the mountain. And it's like just hanging like by a thing. And then the timer goes off and I can't finish the rest of my sentence. I will say... I, I haven't gotten around to watching Mobile Suit. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, but... You can watch 8th MS Team without watching that. Right. This one sounds really interesting to me. Mm. I know I was cracking wise, <laughs> but I... We had fun, George. Yeah, you were, like I said, you were mistaking 
my earlier sarcasm for disinterest. Um, that actually sounds a lot of fun. Because of the short format, it sounds like it's really action-packed. It is, which, yeah. Each episode has... The worst thing about anime is filler. So much filler. And that's so it's nice when you get something that's a little more concise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds good, though. Um, good. You can check us out on our social media. I'm going to cut that long silence out, but there was a long silence there. You can check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit, uh, at The Half Hour Nerd. Go to our website, www.thehalfhournerd.wordpress.com. Email us at thehalfhournerd at gmail.com. And listen to us on, did you already say SoundCloud, Twitter, or SoundCloud and Twitter? SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. All right, time for the Half Hour Nerd homework. Half Hour Nerd homework. What you need to do is you need to go out, and if you haven't seen it already, watch Interstellar. Oh, it's so good. It is a fantastic movie. I watched it for the first time recently. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw IMAX, bro. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, I saw opening night in town. Yeah. And I walked out of it and said, I need to see that in IMAX. And I went the next day yeah. to see it in IMAX. I, uh, That's one of my favorite soundtracks, too. Um, yeah. It's just a fucking really good movie. Uh, visually, acting, writing. Yeah, I was uh, really impressed. It it didn't end the way I thought it would. No. at all. Nope. Um, it's Christopher Nolan for you. Right. <laughs> um, but no, it was really good. I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she had watched it years ago when it came out, and she was like, "Yeah, when I first watched it, I had to Google if the ending could really happen," and I was like. Well, I haven't seen the ending yet, so let's see. And I got through there, I'm like... And she starts... <laughs> really, it was really funny. She starts asking me all these questions about whether or not this could happen as it's happening. So I was trying to listen to her and the movie at the same time. And I kept having to try and explain, like, No, 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 you're not, you're not listening to what the character is saying. He's explaining everything that's happening. You just gotta listen. Um, anyway, so the ending was really creative. I thought it was really cool. It has no basis in science whatsoever. What, didn't that movie get an award or acknowledgement for like the most accurate de depiction of an advent horizon? Yeah, the black hole. Yeah, the black well, hole. they use Kip Thorne's uh, research to into black holes. He's like the leading astrophysicist on that stuff, mm -hmm. and he consulted on the movie. And yeah, no, they got hailed for a lot of their stuff: the time distortions, the planetscapes, yeah. the um, the way the ships work, the way the black hole was um, for being super accurate. Yeah. So yeah, um, I love that docking scene. Yeah. Oh my God. That can never happen. It's such a good movie. That can never happen. The docking thing that can never happen. What? The docking scene. What? What, what about it? Could never happen. There's no way the timing could have. There's no way. Well, yeah, they do have a little bit more advanced computers than us too. It's future. All right. Anyways, good movie. Good. Good great, homework. Yeah, great movie. Right. Um, next time on the Half Hour Nerd, I'm gonna let Joe finally teach me how to build a model. He just got really excited, but what he doesn't know is it's going to be a model home. Fuck.
had something earlier, and this whole fucking episode has got me so derailed. Um, no. Uh...